You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Golden State Warriors on the road. And um, did you watch that Warriors game, the complete dismantling of the Nuggets the other night, last night? I did. This is going to be a tough one. I don't know if they're going to have the same kind of luck that they had against the Los Angeles Clippers. But the Warriors are on the second night of a back-to-back, so maybe that helps out a little bit. So we're going to preview that game in the second half of the podcast. We're going to break it up into two sections today. First, I'm going to take a listener question. We're going to talk about that, the defense, what we've seen, what needs to get fixed there, because ultimately that's what's holding this team back. So we'll look at those two things in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, before we get to the listener question, don't forget, if you got a smart speaker over the holidays, make sure you tell it to play Podcast Locked on Pelicans for the most recent episode, a great way to get the podcast as you go about your day. So just tell your smart speaker to play Podcast Locked on Pelicans. All right, let's hit the Locked on Pelicans phone line for our question today. Yo, what's up, Jake? This is Brian from uh, Maryland. So I'm up here watching the game, 61-59, second quarter, and it hits me what's wrong with this team uh, defensively. They don't have quick feet. They don't just have the ability to stay in front of people. They get around them. They can't get up quickly and get rebounds. They just get out hustled because I think they're just everybody's slow. I mean, other than Drew, I mean, who's like really quick and fast? Maybe, maybe Peyton, but I don't know. What do you think? We got Pelicans fans across the country with Brian Cullen in from Maryland there. Brian, thank you for doing that with your question. Also, good job staying up late being on the East Coast to, for that Clippers game where you're watching this one. So to answer your question, I think it, it's larger than that. I don't think it's just kind of like an athleticism thing. We've seen this team be good defensively for the most part with a lot of these same pieces. They were pretty good, particularly in the second half of last season. And that's kind of really how they went on that run was playing fast and playing pretty good defense Overall, they finished with the 14th best defensive rating of 107.2, and I'm going to run the numbers on it right here, run the numbers, pull them up on NBA.com slash stats so that we can kind of see all of it, Um, and I want to get the numbers here, where are they? There we go, and post All-Star break over the span of 25 games where they went 17 and 8, they had a defensive rating of 104.9. That was 7th best in the league. And look, you still have Anthony Davis. You still have Drew Holiday. You still have Etwan Moore. You still have, for better or worse, Solomon Hill. You still have Mirtich. You still kind of have all of these guys on this team. So why is the defensive rating been so bad all season long. Right now, let's pull it up. The Pelicans rank 25 out of 30 with a defensive rating of 111.3. It's not good, but look, 
in theory, Alfred Payton gives you an upgrade over Rondo. Rondo was unplayable in fourth quarters. And yeah, we're not really seeing Alfred Payton play late in fourth quarters over these past two games. I think that has more to do with shooting than him being a defensive liability that we saw Rondo be at times last season when he just wasn't carrying and wasn't playing. So I don't think it's that because you have all the tools to be a good defense and you're just not. And I think it's kind of what you saw. And if you look at this Clippers game, that maybe really sums it up pretty well. It's a lot of them just needing to come out with the energy and the effort level. And we've said this way too many times and it's annoying to at this point, but it's true. They came out aggressive and wanting to play good defense against the Clippers for the first quarter or so. And then it kind of waned a little bit towards the middle of the second quarter where they just made mental mistakes, didn't really try. And you've seen this in over different games this year. Go back to the Cavaliers game at home when the Cavs were red hot from three to start the game. The Pelicans just weren't contesting them out on the three-point line. You would say, oh, variants will kick in and they'll stop shooting well. Yeah, and they and they did, and the Pelicans eventually won that game. But the reason that Cavs team started 8-for-8 eight eight was not necessarily just a fluke when in terms of shooting numbers. It was that the Pelicans weren't closing out on the three-point line. That's a problem. And you've seen it now that Alvin Gentry's had to chew this team out at halftime to kind of wake them up. And then if you look at their numbers in the second half of games... It's actually pretty good. So the Pelicans have the 25th worst defense in the overall in the NBA. But when you look at just the second half of games, that 111 point something drops to 106.6 for the Pelicans. That is ninth best in the league. They're very clearly capable of playing good defense. They just don't. For whatever reason it is, they don't want to contest on there. They're confused. Maybe the scheme's just not to their liking. You know, there's been a lot of talk about how they've been steadily improving for the most part over the past couple of weeks. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. They can't just get it through to them. And it's kind of rough to see. And it's pretty disappointing to see because based on the second half of games, when they're often in a hole and you have to somehow dig yourself out of it, even though that's easier said than done, um, that that they can play defense and they just can't do it for four quarters or they rarely do it for four quarters. And certainly if you watch this Warriors game last night, by the way, and we'll talk about that coming up, they, they're going to need to, if you, if you want to win this one, even then, I don't know if that's going to do it. Uh, so it's just, disappointing and you know it's there and they're just not doing it and I you know it's kind of maddening because they all point to it they all say we need to try more we need to be better and then they don't so they recognize the problem but what are the steps that they're taking to fix the problem and maybe it's just getting these guys healthy you know Anthony Davis has got a big burden on both ends of the court Drew Holiday does too the more you see him uh, kind of step up offensively in games you see him go away a little bit on the defensive side of the ball and it's not a knock on him it's just you know they're, they're human beings that get tired and when you play 82 games in a season it can wear down on you and sometimes you just have to really focus on one side of the ball I can tell you guys a story when the Pelicans drafted Buddy Heald the big knock on him one was his age Age, I guess. But the second one was he didn't play any defense or very good defense his senior year. 
And that actually didn't concern the Pelicans as much. And that was because they talked to his coaches at Oklahoma. And his coaches at Oklahoma basically said, look, we got no offense. Just worry about shooting lights out and scoring. And don't worry as much on the defensive side of the ball. So they thought he had the tools to play defense once he got here and kind of developed. And I mean, rookies, particularly guards, aren't going to play good defense in the NBA anyway. But they thought he had the tools, and he just wasn't doing it in Oklahoma because he had to do so much on the other side, uh, on the offensive side. And that's kind of you know what one of the big reasons they drafted him over Jamal Murray, to be honest. So I think that's a big part of it here is some of these guys are playing so much on the offensive end and have such a load to carry there that it hurts them subsequently on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe getting more guys back can kind of find the right balance. They've been without 40% of their starting lineup for, you know, weeks at this point. That makes things and just compounds on things a little bit more. So we'll see if it keeps improving. It's been steadily improving throughout the year. If they can start putting together four quarters, I think you'll see this defense really get better. And I think these concerns will go down and down and down. And ultimately, that's the goal is they kind of hopefully round into playoff form and then get into playoffs. Uh, being, as Anthony Davis said, a team that's better than their record indicates. So again, thanks to Brian for calling in. If you want to call in, ask your question about the Pelicans, leave your take or your opinion. Happy to play those as well. Dial the number 504-321-0448. That's 504-321-0448. Let me know what you want to hear on the podcast, what your burning questions are. We'll play them here. It gets some good discussion going and happy to do it. So make sure you dial that number 504-321-0448. So you had a best in the West game last night as the Western Conference leading, not Golden State Warriors, but Denver Nuggets took on the Golden State Warriors who were looking up at them in the standings for the game that was going to determine the now number one seed in the Western Conference. This was a game I was really excited for. I watched all the games on Tuesday to gear up for the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA to recap all of that. I was pumped for this one. These two teams are fun. There was going to be a lot of offense, and this should have been a great game. And it wasn't. Not even close. The Warriors won this game last night, 142-111 over the Denver Nuggets. This is a statement win for the Warriors, not so much a statement loss for the Denver Nuggets. When the Golden State Warriors are going to do what they did in this game, they put up 51 points, by the way, in the first quarter, not a half. A quarter, 51 points. They led by as many as 38 in this one. It was ugly all around if you were a Denver Nuggets fan. And that's one of the better teams in the league right now. Again, statement win for the Warriors. They shot 60% from the field, 53.8% overall. Um, and it were just basically bonkers. There's no other way to put it. They grabbed offensive boards. They did everything you could have wanted from them. And when they're doing things like that, you're not going to win very many games against them. They had a true shooting percentage. So this factors in that threes are worth more than twos. So that 50 something percentage from three is actually really higher when you kind of translate it to two point shots. They basically had a, tr a true shooting percentage of 71.4%. They had an E field goal percentage, which is a similar metric of 71.1. That is basically insane and just impressive. And if they're going to do that, you're not going to win games at all against them. So the only good news for the Pelicans here is that maybe they were the Warriors are going to be on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Then you look at the minutes played for these guys, and it's not 
too bad. Kevin Durant was under 30 minutes. Draymond Green was a little bit over 31 minutes. Klay Thompson under 25 minutes. Steph Curry under 30 minutes. Iguodala also played under 22 minutes. They're going to be pretty rested for this one, and this is going to be tough for the Pelicans. The Warriors made 10 threes in the first quarter of last night's game. They made 21 on the night. If it gets to that, I don't know if the Pelicans really have a chance. You're not going to shoot your way out into a win against the Golden State Warriors. Maybe the magic kind of runs off a little bit, but eh, who knows? One thing they're doing is they are not staggering their lineups nearly as much as they used to, and that's going to kind of be a key to this one. When they try and leave Steph Curry or Kevin Durant on the court at all times, rather than playing those two together consistently, that's where there's some weakness to the Warriors. They really seem like they need both those guys out there right now. If you can get one of them in foul trouble, I don't know, somehow, and that's easier said than done, Curry in this game had two fouls, so did Kevin Durant, then you have a chance to win because maybe it throws their rhythm off. But if those guys are both on the court, that's basically the whatever death lineup version of it you want to call it now, and it's not easy to get a victory against that team. So it's kind of just going to be, you've got to make the most of when they're not on the court together. If they are, you at least need to kind of keep it close and not let them just race out ahead of you. And then maybe you can kind of keep up with them just a little bit. Drew Holiday could be in line for a big game in this one. Um, Beasley and Murray kind of feasted a little bit on Golden State Warriors. They combined for 43 points. Guard play is kind of the key to beating them. Kevin Durant and Draymond Green are going to be able to guard Anthony Davis. They, they're comfortable guarding out on the perimeter when it comes to Nikola Mirotic. Maybe you need a big game from Randall inside um, to maybe get some people in foul trouble, make things a little bit more uncomfortable for him. Okafor is going to be needed in limited minutes in this one. They don't really like those big bruising guys under the basket. There's no real, you know, big centers there other than Kevon Looney. And I think that's going to be kind of how you try and win this game. But certainly going to be a whole lot easier said than done, particularly when you look at the game that they had last night. This is a, just a tough one. We know what it is. But the Pelicans right now sitting at 1-1 one one on the road trip. With that win over the Clippers, a very good win where they played well late in the fourth quarter, weathered a big run and kind of managed to hold their ground and fend off that Clippers team. Have to feel somewhat confident in this one. If you go in and keep this close... I think you're going to feel much better about the game against Portland two nights after this one on Friday uh, before going to Memphis on Monday. So there's some stuff they can build off of, particularly after the Warriors doing this now. You know, if you keep it close against them, you're going to feel almost invincible yourselves, even though you lost the game. So going to certainly be a really, really important thing. Make the most of those minutes when Curry and Durant aren't on the court together. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the game tonight. And if you want to be part of the show, don't forget, call 504-321-0448. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game. 